Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. You know him, you hopefully love him. Um, today is a little bit different, um, at least for me. I've been kind of studying the craft of technology and uh, sound production. Um, I'm trying a new, different platform in terms of my um, broadcast recording. So uh, bear with me if there's any technical difficulties or glitches. Um, also at the start, this is hopefully going to be the first YouTube episode. Yay! Woo! Um, now granted, it's still going to be in like a podcast format. There's not going to be too much of a difference in terms of like what you're getting. It's the same thing. Um, but um, just another way, another way to kind of expand our reach. Um, hopefully, you know, we will get to a point where we're going to be doing a video. Who knows? Um the future will tell. Um, but yeah, um, getting back to the normal nitties. Um, how was my week? My week was good. Um, it's been nice kind of coming back off hiatus, getting back to real work, even though working is a drag. Um, it's nice in a cathartic sense. Let's say that. Um, and it's nice knowing, you know, hey, money's still coming in, right? Uh, food, though, let's see. I had uh, Olive Garden. Um, you know, true Italian. Um, uh, what do we eat? I got unlimited soup, unlimited salad, and limited breadsticks. The basics. Um, I treat Olive Garden like an IHOP experience. I want to just get maxed out, good EVs. Uh, just give me the best mid stuff you can, which is that. Uh, I did switch it up in terms of the soups. Uh, the first and best soup I had was definitely the chicken and the gnocchi. Um, then I had some kind of potato chicken soup thing. I should have remembered the name, but I don't. Um, but it was good. Uh, and then I had minestrone, which I was not a fan of. It had beans and stuff, which I like beans and I like beans and soup, soup, beans, great, whatever. But just, it was like, it was just beans and noodles and like, I don't know. I didn't, didn't dig it. It wasn't my favorite. Um, but overall I enjoyed it. Uh, music corner. We don't always do music corner, but um, the new weekend album came out and it was fire. Um, he pretty much put a little bit of like an '80s uh, afterlife death experience twist to the album, so it was like a nice concept, but it was still like weekend banger bars. Um, if I if I had to rate it out of ten, ten being the best, um, one being the worst, obviously. Um. I'd say like a 7.5, 8. There's like a song or two that I was kind of like meh on. And then um, also if you ever just compare a Weekend album to the other albums, it's like it's almost harder to like do that because it's like, you know, when he was going off on glass ceilings, it was different than now. But I mean, hey, he's making money and I'm happy for him. And like I said, album's fire. Um, but yeah, that's usually the basics that we like to cover. Um, I guess, yeah, if you're listening to this off of YouTube, um, thank you. Hi, hello. Um, but we usually cover news and history of the week. Uh, lately it's just been a bit of a, uh, news only podcast. Uh, my co-host Brad is on hiatus. Um, but, um, you know, maybe we'll get him back in the reins. I'm hoping so, you know, prayer hands emojis. But, um, yeah, lately it's just been a lot of news. So, um, you know, we like to cover like two episodes in a week. Uh, we usually will just kind of put up some content uh, one's like a quote unquote newsstand episode, which is like kind of the bigger news or it's like news that's not of the week that I like to inco- incorporate. Um, and then the now episode is just more news. Um, so yeah, 
that's uh, usually how it gets broken down. Um, and it's really chill. You know, I'm, I'm obviously not a news guy. I'm not a reporter. I'm not a journalist. Uh, I'm just your everyday neighborhood guy. Um, you know, I like the herbals. I like the beers. And I like to drink them and, and do that and spark them up while we're here. Um, so yeah, it's nothing too serious. Um, and then, you know, of course it's kind of like a communal thing, you know, I like to talk to the people either through Facebook stuff or just our socials, which we'll get to at the end. Um, but yeah, um, let's go ahead and get to it. Ain't nothing to it, but to do it, you know, um, but yeah, Prince Andrew, uh, which is a guy from previous episode, um, I couldn't get his name at the time. I was spaced out, Shorty. Uh, but essentially, Prince Andrew was involved in the Jelaine Maxwell thing, which is something we've been covering. We wrapped up. But kind of like how I alluded to, it's not really over. This is just a big milestone that's been covered. Um, but essentially, Prince Andrew's accuser, uh, her 29, 2009 uh, deal with Jeffrey Epstein has been made public this week. Uh, that was a big deal because she's uh, now actively pursuing a um, a lawsuit in New York against Prince Andrew uh, for $500,000. Um, now, I got this article from BBC News, and I also listened to the podcast, uh, the BBC News Global Podcast. Uh, so I kind of get a little bit extra from that, too, if they update. Um, but essentially, I mean, this is a sordid case. Um and, like, I'm annoyed at myself. I'm still kicking myself that I couldn't remember he was literally royalty. Like, he was Prince Andrew. I was like, what's his name? Andrew something. <laughs> I was so tilted afterwards. But with the deal, it's kind of a kink um, in terms of, like, the deal that was settled in 2009. <coughs> um, the problem is... It, it it kind of quote unquote <clears throat> excuse me gives <clears throat> uh prince andrew a potential chance of a blanket immunity um it was filed between jeffrey epstein and virginia joffrey uh essentially essentially saying hey like you're gonna get this five hundred thousand dollars and you're just not gonna talk about this case we're gonna settle it out and it's over it's done and not just for me jeffrey epstein but anyone i'm associated with but at the same time, that's such a vague thing. Like, it's that's not a common deal to be made in um, legal proceedings. So they're kind of like, okay, cool, this does exist. But Prince Andrews, by name, is not actually mentioned in the settlement. So he's potentially fair game. So this is kind of what we're going through this week to kind of figure out, are they going to actually pursue him or not? You know, what is the judge going to rule? Um also, just some extra details. There was a big interview with Prince Andrew, and I forget the uh, the news outlet they did it with. But um, he came out and wanted to defend himself. And he's like, yeah, I'm in pictures. But, like, we can't actually say and confirm that, like, this is this person exactly, and I'm here, and, like, that's my hand around here and there. But, I mean, essentially, though, the what he's being accused of is, like, Part of this whole sex trafficking stuff, if you know, if you're familiar with Epstein, like, I mean, in terms of, like, quote-unquote, what the Illuminati is, in terms of, like, the perception, the myth, the ethos, Epstein kind of fits the closest narrative. Because, I mean, between everything that he was doing, the whole trafficking, you know, taking, you know, hey, I have this island, you know, I'll get on my plane, the whole, quote-unquote, Lolita Express, 
Um, I mean, it implicates a lot of people, a lot of big political names. The Clintons are, you know, connected. Donald Trump is connected. But also, you know, across the pond, someone like Prince Andrews is connected. So, I mean, it's one of those situations where they were alleged to have met up at a a nightclub, went out, kind of hung out, had a good time, came back to the house. Um, Delane Maxwell kind of indicated to Virginia, like, hey, what you do for Jeffrey, you got to do for him. And there's literally, like I said, pictures of them smiling up together. Like, I mean, literally, if you go on the BBC thing and, and click, that's going to be like one of the first images. But um, then he took her to bed. They had relations. I mean, a quote, this is, you know, alleged, but this is, you know, what is reported or whatever. And um, that kind of spiraled the whole situation out. And I mean, now um, he said in the interview, kind of getting back to that, he's like, look, it couldn't even be me how she's alleging because she said I sweated all over her. And her deposition and what she accused me of. And I literally can't sweat. And and it's just, it's insane to me. It's insane to me that that's literally his defense. He's like, I I went through war and going through war, like I lost my adrenal glands or some shit. It's so extra. And he's trying to explain it as he's, oh, oh, oh." and it's, it's, it's a big thing. I mean, it is something that you can look up. I wish I had a link to it, but I mean... Goddamn, man. That's a hell of a defense. Um, so they're asking him to prove that. Um, and I mean, we'll see if he's going to actually come up with the data. If he even has to, we'll see. But I mean, this is kind of one of the things, like I said, this is going to be one of the offshoots that are now post Jelaine Maxwell's conviction. And then also, um, kind of following up off of this article, it is a potential chance that there is going to be a retrial of Jelaine Maxwell. Um, I, we would definitely be posted on that as well. Um, essentially the little bit of crumbs I've kind of gotten up there. Um, a juror came out in, I think three news outlets and said, Hey, I was a victim of sexual abuse. And, um, he didn't, uh, relinquish this information to the defense or the prosecution, uh, while they were vetting all the jurors. So, I mean, that's a big thing and it's potentially going to cause a retrial, but we'll see. Um, if it does happen, we will definitely let you know at now and then. Um, in other news, uh, got this from USA Today. It's kind of an update. No, no kind of full-on update. Uh, three men sentenced to life in prison for Ahmad Aubrey's murder. Uh, parole denied for father-son. Uh, so essentially, for Gregory and Travis McMichael, uh, they were given life without parole. And then William Roddy Bryan... Um, he was given life with the chance of parole after 30 years. Uh, essentially, I, me personally, I feel like that's adequate um, just to update people. Uh, this is a situation that happened in Georgia. Uh, Ahmad Aubrey was, you know, kind of running, jogging through a neighborhood. Um, he was accused of being in an apart, uh, in a, like a semi-renovated, there was no one there though, house. He was there. He was seen there. Um, then seen running and in the process of that George or Gregory um, and Travis McMichael hopped in their truck um, and pursued him they did call the police but um, they said hey this we we think this guy you know was uh, stealing in our neighborhood and we're going after him and in the process of that um, Roddy hopped in the pursuit Uh, they then chased down a man who was running for his life um they chased him down into a cul-de-sac, which he couldn't kind of get out of, or at least they they put him in a position where he couldn't get out of, like they were going to pincer him in. And he tried to run around the pickups as they tried to do this. 
and they stopped and Travis and Gregory both had weapons. Uh, Gregory, or I believe, yeah, so the son is, the son is Gregory. He, uh, got into an altercation with his shotgun. Uh, Aubrey tries to get the shotgun, can't get shot. Um, essentially they have the whole trial, they're convicted, so that is their sentence. Um, like I said, we definitely wanted to update on that part. Um, they are going to try to appeal, so we'll see if they get that. Um, typically they usually don't, but you know, you never know. Um, so like I said, it's good to see justice served. I feel like it's an adequate sentence for what was happened. Uh, you know, so yeah, <laughs> don't like to beleaguer the subject there. Um, now we get some international news down the pike. I mean, I guess the Jillian Maxwell or the Prince Andrew thing is definitely international for sure. But, um, you know, that's, that's here. That's rooted in New York, at least for this part. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there is chaos in Kazakhstan. Here's what you need to know. From NPR News, uh, at least that's kind of the base for the article I got. But, I mean, shit is crazy in Kazakhstan. Um, kind of popped off on January 1st, but, I mean, this has kind of been a long time coming. But uh, the government lifted a price cap on fuel, which set a steep increase, which now people now can't afford gas, which means you can't afford to get to work. Um, it just leaves things in a lot of chaos economically for a lot of people, and it led to protests which then became violent as, you know, security kind of came back. Um, I've heard some numbers kind of come down the pipe, I believe, so far. Uh, Quote-unquote, 26 armed, um, what was it, armed attackers, as they were trying to say, the government are trying to say, the Kazakhstani government are trying to say, Kazakhstani, Kazakhstan government is trying to say, or is it Kazakhs? Let me know. <laughs> um, but it's... um. They're saying, hey, the, the 26 people so far have been killed. And, I mean, I would call them protesters, not rioters, not armed uh, attackers. Even though it is kind of alleged that there's kind of like collusion or some other parties involved arming people, sending in people. Um, but then also, I believe, six police officers have been killed. Um, also, another level that's kind of added on here is uh, Russian soldiers have now been inserted into the conflict um vladimir putin or just the russian you know government in general kind of views kazakhstan as one of their their own you know part of their protection so to speak because a lot of russian ethnic russian people are there who live there in kazakhstan so it's a lot like the ukrainian situation where they they almost feel obligated so the fact that um kazakhstan has asked for the help they're like oh yeah we'll totally help we'll we'll put people in so they have already been kind of inserted um, they have been uh, granted the man. Uh, they've been allowed to shoot to kill. Um, I'm trying to think, let's find the name of the guy. Uh, Kwasim Yomar Tokayev. Um, he is the current president of um, Kazakhstan, so he has issued, you know, the directive to shoot to kill. Um, you know, he's really executing Order sixty six in this bitch. Sadly. Um, but, um, I mean, there's just a big kind of build up to this. And I mean, our podcast kind of just gives you the morsels and kind of gives you the chance to kind of go look into it. But, um, just a lot of political stuff with the previous, um, you know, administration. I mean, this kind of goes all the way back to Soviet era breakup stuff, um, that kind of spiraled up to this point. So it's, it's more than just gasoline, you know, inflation, but, um, NPR definitely does a good 
cover of that that kind of helps. And then, like I said, uh, I also got a lot of information from the BBC, uh, the BBC News. <laughs> um, very helpful there as well. Um, there's also some other Sudan updates that we've covered in previous episodes. Um, so essentially, uh, Hamdok, the uh, prime, or Abdallah Hamdok, sorry, um, he was involved, ousted, then reinstated, and now resonating again. So just essentially, the prime ministership is kind of in flux right now. I mean, part of that reason is because he could not come to a conclusion with the military, which is obviously the prime instigation here since their main coup that the people did want to happen to oust the person involved there. Um, They couldn't come to any conclusion post that because the military is like, no, we're in power. And it's like, hey, we're supposed to have a government controlled by the people. And they're like, we'll give that to you at some point. Sure, sure, sure. But it's just constantly pushed off, constantly pushed off as more and more unrest grows. So essentially, um, Hamdak was kind of supposed to be kind of put back in play to kind of say, hey, we are listening to you. We are doing what you want. But people weren't satisfied. And then neither was Hamdak. So he's like, no, I'm stepping down. Um, and he you know, also added that they are at a dangerous crossroads right now um, as rallies increase and just more violence happens as security just clamps down on it. Um, this is kind of once again kind of akin to the situation in Kazakhstan. It's very much the security is violent to quell the protests. They aren't trying to let these people like be here and say their piece and 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 hold up things because that's also part of the protest. Like I also forgot to mention this in Kazakhstan, but the internet has been cut in in the situation, so people can't organize and gather and spread out information on their Twitter accounts or social media accounts to spread this out to the world. But people do their best to make sure this information gets out. Plus, there's just journalists, so it's like. In both situations, it's kind of leery. It's kind of scary. But the, the the people do what they can. They they organize these things. They make sure, hey, be here at this time in this street. And they're there. And they do what they can. And um, also, it, it's cool. Like, someone in one of the podcasts I listened to, like I said, they they laid out the, the breakdown. And this is maybe more college than it might not be uniform. But just, like, that it was the revolutionaries are kind of in the front middle and they're kind of organizing the aggressive parts, then behind them is kind of like the general people who kind of come to protest to show themselves out, be heard, be there. But then in the very front, it's the young, it's the youth. And it's like, they're the people who are going to be up and active and getting into the police faces and kicking shields and doing shit like that. So, I mean, it's just a scary scene to think about that because those are like the youth that's your future and literally they're going to be the first people to die and get shot but it's, it's just pandemonium the second it all hits the fan it's very scary um my thoughts uh prayers you know if you pray you do that but you know just are with the people who are fighting for their their lives i mean uh something that i'm not really going to get to too much in this episode but i mean for us here this is the one year anniversary of january 6th this week uh, it's a big deal. Um, I'm not too. Mu- I'm not sure if we're gonna do too much coverage on it. Um, we have talked about it when we could um, in news before, but um, it's big deal shit, man. Um, and it's it's crazy to see like like we take it so seriously here in America, but uh, it definitely hits different in other countries. So it's something I kind of just wanted to highlight. 
Um, also in our, you know, to kind of close up in summation, if you will, I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, let me give it a whirl. Um, I, we wanted to give flowers, mourn the loss of Sidney Poitier, uh, dead at 94, uh, the first African-American to get a Oscar, first black Oscar, you know, that's big deal. Um, and, uh, for me personally, this was a death that I like wanted to talk about and just, you know, put up there. Uh, my father, he would watch in the heat of the night and that was a big move or that was a big show, um, that Sidney Poitier was in. And, um, you know, just whenever I see him, hear his voice, it kind of takes me back to that, that moment, that place. So, um, yeah, just want to give him flowers. And, um, I mean, that's pretty much the episode, um, in terms of where you can find us, we have now and then podcast gang at gmail.com. Um, like I said, now we are hitting the new uh, frontier of YouTube for us, hopefully, if this loads and works out. Uh, fingers crossed, everybody. Uh, but it's going to be on my page, just Isaiah Edwards. I'm pretty sure you can find it that way. If not, I'll try to make it more accessible. Um, we have a Twitter that's now underscore Brad. We have a... What else do we have? We have a Facebook. I know, grubby old, old Facebook, but that's now Brad at facebook.com that's now then podcast but then now then podcast as well for our, our instagram so we put pictures up all our socials up kind of just ties everything together um if you see us on spotify uh follow us hit that bell review our episodes give us five stars please or give the show five stars please um as well as apple Podcasts, five stars high rates please we love it we love to see it um but yeah um or, or don't do that. I don't know. Live your best life. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Um, you have a good one, and we'll see you on the next episode. Love you. Bye. Mwah.